what is going on questioning marks it's episode 14 we got a lot going on here guys jared adam what's going on good morning what is up questioning marks happy to be back and we're gonna have a good one for you today guys what's up guys it's a rainy sunday outside but inside it's lit up we're excited to talk about professional wrestling and all things coming up this week yes absolutely guys and i just want to start off with hijacking the podcast for my new japan bros out there and hoes out there that are uh loving what's going on my man so i just want to discuss <sighs> new japan strong is uh an amazing show. I wish you guys uh, out there were more into this stuff. I, I, I know that the sect of people that are probably watching the show out there isn't as big as, you know, AW and uh, WWE, obviously. But uh, what I want to say is it's just amazing what New Japan can do, guys, uh, in the fact that they can pull guys from all different promotions and almost make like their own promotion. And it's and it's uh, pretty awesome that they have the ability to do that, pulling guys like Brody King from uh ring of honor tom lawler from L- uh, mlw they have their own guys from new japan uh it's 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 very cool the way that they do this and they set up a Pull, tournament style wrestling leo rush from the atlantic city boardwalk <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll, yes sure I'll, i'm sure i'll catch him and joey janela again this summer from uh the ocean pool <laughs> uh if so let me know i'm coming <laughs> absolutely yes and uh and the, and it's just very cool that they could do this. It's kind of almost like they're they have a feel to me of what AEW is seeking out to want to do when they first came out in regards to keeping a more sports style uh, wrestling esque entertainment to it, where AEW has been taken over by gimmicks and and uh, which was told to us by the owners and the CEOs and the and the and the bucks and the roads that this is not what it was going to be but if 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 you like AEW which which I do I love AEW guys I'm I'm not going to lie it's great but I oh, absolutely love New Japan Strong because of the sports style feel that they give uh to the fans out there that are seeking this style of wrestling tournament style wrestling there doesn't have to be many uh you know storylines to it i I, you know if if you just watch mortal Kombat recently which i have it's it's got that feel to it where it's just pulling all these guys from the best parts of of the wrestling realm and throwing combat yeah and like the indie realm and and like throwing them in and and it's really really cool so i suggest you guys out there check it out that's my three minute rant on uh new japan right now uh tom lawler congratulations on the first ever new japan open weight champion Looking forward to seeing where this goes. Looking forward to see if this spills into AEW, considering the work and relationship they have. Uh, I wonder if it spills into Impact at all. Uh, talking about Impact really quickly, we got Rebellion tonight, boys. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast whether or not we were watching it or not. I was on the automatic no until I pulled up the card. Uh, I was reading it, and then I kind of said to myself, I was ready to possibly purchase this. Jared said yes. Adam was a firm no, and as soon as he heard that both of us were purchasing it, he uh, folded like a lawn chair. And uh, hey, Adam, <laughs> Adam, me and Matt are buying Maseratis tomorrow. You gonna get one too? If I could afford it with my Monopoly money. <laughs> Adam, but, listen, uh, don't, don't ever yeah. go into a dealership without me, because man, you'll be they'll get you for a lot. They will get you for a lot. They're gonna, they're gonna sell me a Maserati lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> I say, expensive I guess, too. I mean, we might end up watching this together tonight. And I think, you know, I gotta say on a personal note, and that kind of explains why a used car salesman could probably buy my ass. Is that <laughs> I, the reason I the reason I fall for things quick is, and this goes back to something we've talked about before. We touched on it with the pick of the week last week with with the big cast interview. That you know, wrestling is mental health for so many of us marks out there. It's and and the connection, especially in this pandemic, to be able to watch together with you guys and taking you know soaking the experience and i think what makes this card great you know a lot of people don't even watch impact don't even know it's still around but you i i pulled up the card like you guys did and what i love about it is that beyond the main event you actually have some legitimate feuds that if you've been following impact tv they've actually had storylines they're building things logically and mind 
And mind you, Adam, I do follow Impact. You got to be nuts to follow it like we do, week in and week out. But continue, please. I mean, their their theme song is, which I actually really like, is called "We Own the Night." And yes, I've been saying for a a long time now. Yeah, they own the night because no one else wants it. I mean, (laughs) but but uh, I mean, just look look. I mean, so you've got Omega and Rich Swan. You you know, double double title match there. I mean, I think. We're not going to go through all the predictions, but I just—I mean, Omega's been undefeated uh, on this on this title streak. It would so shock I can't the wrestling world if he were to drop it to. Would be huge, and they've promised at, at the press conference that, five live. I mean, they, they promised at at the press conference for the pay per view that there will be a definitive result. So that means we're gonna we're gonna crown a double champ one way or the other. Adam, I I still disagree with that. I still think both of them somehow keep their titles. Callis obviously is going to be in the mix. I mean, there's no way Rich Swan is going to be the AEW champion. Just no way. Well, I just, but I just got to say, we won't spend too much time on it. But just to—that means he's better on. than Ibushi, better than Gotch, better than Hackenschmidt, better than Hogan, better than Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag better Callis. than the better than the twenty four seven champion. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't seen him in a while. But just just real quick, I just want to just educate people on the card. We're not going to, again, we're not going to go through all the predictions, but again, I look at the card and I'm like, there's actually some mm-hmm. really good matches. So you got Finn Juice and Good Brothers for the tag belts. Obviously, Finn Juice won the belts. Um, and and uh, so we'll see if they retain. You know tonight. what? Let's do some prediction, guys. Fuck okay, it. Let's cool. do some predictions. All right. We're going to change things up. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. All right, so uh, title versus title match. <laughs> WWE. Just... <laughs> yeah, if we're just going to start off at the top, I guess. I'm, I'm guessing we're all going Omega, so we don't even have to probably discuss yeah, that. I mean, I just can't. I, I mean, can, can any quickly, can anyone see Rich Swan b- being the one to beat Omega? I mean, I think it would be amazing if if it happened just because it would shock the world. But uh... I guess based on that factor, yes. But I mean, I'm sure we're not going to do it, but I'm sure we can come up with a list of at least 20 to 30 guys in uh, AEW who deserve it over Rich Swan. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm going Omega. Oh, I'm going Omega. And I think Adam is too across the board. Yeah, I'm going that way too. But the, the outside chance that you talked about is let's say this doesn't end in a finish, which they promised it will. So, yeah, there we don't. I mean, if, if, if that happens, I don't know if that alters the predictions. If that happens, and I spent $40 on this fucking pay-per-view, and it ends in a no contest, I promise I will do something horrible. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> I guess now we'll go with the uh, Finn Juice versus Good Brothers. I'm actually going to go uh, Good Brothers here just based on... Uh, Finn Juice bringing the titles to Japan, so like that's like a free advertisement for them there. Um and basically, Good Brothers being the only two without a title in the little bullet club in America. So, yeah, I'm going to go Good Brothers, get their titles back. I'm going to say, <laughs> well, I mean, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about is the fact that Finn Juice just recently won the belts. Um, and as I've talked about before, I'm really impressed with their wrestling style and ability that you've seen, that everybody's seen in Japan. Uh, I feel that because the Good Brothers are working occasionally on AEW with some of the storylines there with the Bucks, and obviously they're part of the, this reformed Bullet Club, for them to win the, the belts, in you know, it continues those angles. So uh, I'm kind of conflicted again because Finju's just won the belts, uh, but they're they're kind of recent additions, and as Jared said, it was probably a promotional opportunity for them to go to Japan. So I'll go Good Brothers as well. All right, I am. Uh, I'm gonna go Finn Juice uh, here, just based off of my New Japan ties. I can't ever go against a New Japan clan against uh, Goofball, uh, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows. Hey, I love those guys. Well, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I will. Uh, I will say that just as a quick side note, if anybody watches BTE uh, every Monday, you'll see that uh, Gallows has his share of, um, let's just say, issues with uh, Dick not jokes. being master of his domain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona. Uh, this is an interesting one because they're best friends in real life. I, I I'm I'm very uh, into this match because I I am. Uh, Figure collector myself, a vintage collector. If anybody has seen the Cave of the Mans in my house, which I know both of you have, Adam, you yes, have, uh, have graciously gave a Young Bucks esque 
uh, uh, like statuesque uh, memorial. What is it? I don't even know what I'm fucking saying. It's like, the painting uh, of us is the question yeah, mark. Oh, oh, portrait. Yeah, portrait. That's what I'm saying. Portrait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, sorry. Portrait. Right. Uh, uh, that's hanging in my uh, man cave, but surrounded by vintage wrestling figures. And Myers and Cardona run the uh, major wrestling figure podcast together. They are uh, best friends out outside of this. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to them. Uh, but it's just uh, funny to see them like in a feud and then like, you know, the, and then like the day later, they're both recording like a podcast together or in some vintage wrestling store doing some figure hunting. So uh, I'm going to go, though, based off of uh, my my gut feeling here. I'm going to go Cardona. Uh, as am I, Matt. Uh, can't see him losing tonight. Especially because him coming to Impact was kind of a big deal, in, not in overall in the world of wrestling, but just kind of, in, you know, I guess you could say the just the fan scene and, and people that have followed his career. So maybe Chelsea Green will be there. Maybe. That's right. With the recent so. release. Woo-hoo. You know it. Broski. <laughs> All right. Um, the next match that I don't know anything about that I'm just going to. What, yeah, what, yeah. what do we do? Impact X Division Championship. Oh yeah, all right, we could go into that one. Let's do that one. Ace Ace Austin versus Josh Alexander versus uh, TJP, which is Jared's favorite wrestler, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. suck another WWE reject. Anyway, uh, (laughs) and to me, TJP and Rich Swan, you know, are both the same thing. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go Ace Austin here. I'm uh, I like Ace Austin. I think he's got a good character. He's good on the mic, and uh, yeah. Definitely Conti- here. Continuing with him as the heel, and he uh, he's been doing a bang up job. I do have to say, just from a singles standpoint, TJP and Josh Alexander have had great chemistry together in their yes. matches, and so I will, you know, I, I got to give t- them credit there. But this being a three way for the X Division title, I'm going to go with uh, Ace Austin. Yeah, I'm going to go Ace Austin too here, based off of uh, gimmick and 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 look and uh, wrestling style. Just uh, I don't know much about the match itself. I don't watch Impact as much as uh, an Impact fan would. As these two losers do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I, uh, I, 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 I have seen him in the ring uh, <laughs> a, a, a decent amount of times to say that I I just enjoy his uh, wrestling style. I think also the X Division title crossing over into AEW or something like that would be uh, pretty cool. So. Awesome. Uh, next match we're going to go with is the Women's Impact Knockout Championship. Deanna Perrazzo, the champion, versus Tennille Dashwood. Uh, I'm going Tennille Dashwood here. I'm going uh, Perrazzo based off of uh, her past in-ring experience at Ring of uh, Honor. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's good. She's good. Yeah, no, yeah. Like I, I've uh, seen her live a few times. She's also had to... Uh, uh, deal with the relationship with a uh, scumbag Marty Skrull. So, um, based off of that, that, that I'm going with uh, Praza. Awesome. Yeah, she just recently ended the career of a legendary uh, women's competitor, Jazz, who's had just a storied career from ECW days through WWE, yes. and, and then ended in Impact. And they really, I got to say, they did a really nice job, uh, kind of commemorating her career at the end there. I. I'm kind of conflicted on this one. It's not a storyline I've been following all that closely, but Tennille Dashwood, especially with uh, the guy by her side, what's his K- name? Caleb, Caleb with a K. Yeah, Caleb with yeah. a K. Just like an AW, it's it's Rebel, not Reba. Uh, with uh, um, oh my god, uh, with uh, Britt Baker. But my yeah, son so- Caleb with a C would fuck him up. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I just I don't know they they've been they've been using Tennille a lot on TV for they've been doing these you know little spotlights uh, during the show so I feel like they've been they've been promoting her a little bit so I, I don't know just just to be contrarian I'll go with Tennille Dashwood that makes two of us Diana for me um, all right uh, let's see let's uh, man standing uh, Trey Miguel versus Sammy I Callahan could, I, I could I could talk about this one. Um, cause I've been, I, this is a storyline I have been following. It's an interesting, like mentor mentee kind of situation. Sammy Callahan's been trying to, uh, be a mentor to Trey Miguel, have him as his protege. Uh, I've in the same way that I said, TJP has had great matches with Josh Alexander. Trey Miguel, I think is also kind of an up and coming, uh, star in impact, or at least that's how they've been building him. And Callahan, has sort of had oh, – so, sorry, let me just back up. So, so uh, Miguel has kind of had the same type of uh, great uh, in-ring uh, matches with Alexander and with some other people. But Callahan um, 
especially you know he, he's got a, fa- a particular fan base on the indie scene a lot of purists don't like his style um he has this kind of you know He's got almost an ECW-esque way of, of cutting promos and his entrance with you know the lights going out and everything. Um, so, but I feel like they're going to push Miguel, so I think he's going to win this match. Yeah, I I, uh, I think Sammy Callahan's actually going to win this match. Uh, big fan of him, cuts great promos, and I think he should be in AEW or WWE, honestly. But uh, yeah, big fan of Sammy. Hope he wins, and I'm picking him. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to back up Jared here and say with the uh, big fan-esque aspect here, uh, I've been following Sa- uh, Sammy's career for quite a while in regards to just seeing him in a lot of indie promotions. Uh, I haven't seen um, a ton of him most recently, but I know his work uh, extensively in terms of uh, the way he likes to put his body on the line and the way he entertains the fans. Uh, I do agree he would be a great addition. Uh, to AEW, I could see him coming in and beating the shit out of like Darby Allen or something, and and uh, I maybe, wish uh, doing something like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I wish, uh, but yeah, I don't want to get too much into that. I'm going to pick Callahan here. Uh, hopefully, if I do decide to buy this pay per view, I will look forward to watching this match. Um, Impact Knockout Tag Team Championships: uh, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan, who I don't really <laughs> know too well, versus uh, Jordan Grace, and uh, to be announced. So. Uh, Actually, um, no. It's been announced. Who, who is on. it? Yeah. So, so a lot is of people it? might not know. Who, yeah, a lot of people might not know who this is, but it's Rachel Ellerling, who is the daughter oh. of, a, of a legendary manager, oh. Paul Ellerling. Yeah, of the the Road Warriors. Um, and he, you know, he he recently managed uh, Akeem and Azar uh, AOP. Yep. Um. All right. Which I'm promotion going, was that in? WWE. Okay. Um, I am going here with Jordan Grace and uh, Ellerling. I'm I'm agreeing because especially you got new talent coming in, which you know she just debuted on on Impact last week. Jordan just did a really nice job, kind of ushering in Jazz's retirement, tagging with her. Um, and I'm so I'm going to leave it go with, with the baby faces, especially because again I haven't followed Fire and Flavor that much. This is not a division that I follow all that closely, but they've been champs for a good while now, so I think it's time for a change. Also, the inaugural champions, right? Um, then the final match on the card: uh, Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, the Cowboy James Storm, and Willie Mack versus, I mean, a, a very good faction in my mind: Eric Diener. Eric Young, uh, Joe Diener, Joe Doring, and uh, and Rhino. Uh, I'm going with uh, Eric Young's group, and um, I love Joe Doring. Yeah, and Doring's Eric that tall motherfucker, right? Yeah, oh, even, yeah. Yeah, even Cody Diener, who is uh, he's not bad either. Um, I think they're a good faction. I think Eric, you know, Eric Young it was a great move coming back for him, and it didn't work out for him too well in WWE, but uh. And he was – so just, again, for those of you out there that suffered through TNA and its decline, um, like Edward. myself and Jared did. Right. Oh, <laughs> um, God. Eric Young was – you know, he was billed as the comic wrestler. He had this, you know, this relationship with ODB. They did a wedding angle. You know, he, he was basically considered kind of a joke on the promotion, but very silently, great worker um, and great at elevating other talent, which is essentially kind of what he was used. Gained a lot of in-ring, ex- gained a lot of in-ring experience too, uh, in his TNA days. Also, uh, Cody Diener, he is a TNA guy also, you know, I didn't realize that, uh, Adam, but going back and just, you know, watching the old pay-per-views after and before impact, uh, that are on, um, you know, before impact airs, uh, I noticed he's in a lot of matches. So, you know, these guys have been around, and I'll, and the, vin- I'll the vignettes, the vignettes that they've been doing. I'd encourage people to actually check them out because I, yeah. I think it's a great way to do vignettes in in professional wrestling. And Eric Young, he's it's it's almost like a cut out of a movie scene. Like Let me tell you something movie. about Eric Young. He's WWE polished too when it comes to cutting promos. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going with, and they're called VBD, Violent by Design, which sounds like a venereal disease. But I'm going <laughs> so am I. I'm going Violent by Design also. I'm going with that too, just based off of Doran because I like him. 
Last thing which we didn't cover, although I brought it up last week, and now that we may be watching this tonight, we'll have probably more to say about it in next week's episode, is that uh, esteemed uh, announcer Mauro Ronaldo, who's covered, he was, you know, did NXT, he's done MMA, uh, very distinguished as a broadcast, as a, as a play-by-play commentator in both uh, combat sports. Um, he will be calling this rebellion main event between uh-huh. Omega and Rich Swan. So uh, he'll, he'll bring a lot of hype and energy and excitement. So um, that's also something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I'm going to uh, definitely see what's going on uh, in terms of being able to watch this uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, probably, we're probably all going to have stuff to do. And then randomly I'm going to text Matt at like, I don't know, 11 at night and be like, Rich Swan is the AW champion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, see what's going on. Usually, I'm with the baby, but it doesn't stop me from uh, being able to watch. So, uh, you know, we'll check it out. I gotta I gotta uh, you know balance out whether I want to watch this or not. But I think I, I think I'm leaning towards it. I kind of like the card, like we were all discussing. Kind of like uh, what I see here in regards to uh, you know this championship match. I want to. And it's see. the best you're going to get because their TV is going to suck week to week. So the pay per view is yeah. always going to be the best that they could possibly. Finn Juice being there is cool. I'm I'm vested in the Cardona Myers situation, even though I don't watch. I'm not vested too much in the storyline on Impact, but I I uh, follow them closely. You know, behind the scenes, breaking some kayfabe there, motherfucker. Matt, this is exactly what they want, though. Guys like you who. You know, don't watch week to week, but you know, maybe have a slight idea of what's going on. And forty dollars. Now that Omega is going to be there, now that the Good Brothers and uh, Finn Juice, all guys you know from the Indies, you know, prior to you know wherever they were, um, you know, th- this is why you're watching. So it's actually good for Impact. AEW gets some exposure with belts being all over, and Impact also. So yep, absolutely. And New Japan, New Japan gets that. Uh, American ex- American exposure they desperately need now. Ab- absolutely. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. You know, we'll come back at you guys uh, next week, I'm sure, uh, with a uh, little bit of a uh, discussion regarding our uh, predictions that we just did and, uh, you know, reactions to the pay-per-view. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would like to personally jump into WWE next because I'm, I cannot fucking wait to talk about Raw. But uh, yeah, um, so so let let's uh, let's get going here. So uh, without further ado, I will start with what Matt is been dying to talk about <laughs> yeah. since Monday, since he texted me and said he can't wait for me to watch. Um, so this specific match that Matt was going crazy over is uh, Riddle versus Randy Orton. Yes. Now going into the now going into this match, I'm sure myself, Matt, Adam, uh, you know most, you know any you know. Any watching WWE fan would say that we all expected and would have bet if we if we are betting men would have bet that Randy Orton was going to beat Riddle, but yeah. but as Matt knows, he's a betting man. There are times where you think the bet is so so you know a lock and and, and you're so sure you're going to win <laughs> that you know you somehow don't. Um, <laughs> It was it was awesome to see Riddle beat Randy Orton, and I love both guys. Um, and I just want to say this: besides Riddle winning, and it's good to see that WWE hasn't buried him like our buddy Brian said a few weeks ago yeah. that he was one loss away from the R Truth match, and it looked like he was on his way there. Uh, and I know Matt would probably agree, but this is a huge win over Orton. And I do want to say that aside from everything. This just shows you what kind of guy Orton really is. Like he's a great guy putting, you know, young talent over like this and and the fact that he's willing to put young talent over and I know we've all seen the Stone Cold podcast. Stone Cold wouldn't put Brock Lesnar over for no reason on a Monday Night Raw. He fucking walked out of the company for 6 months over that. So, not that I'm saying anything, anything bad about Austin or anything like that. Love the guy too, but it shows you how phenomenal of a guy Randy Orton is. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree there. Um, it's very cool that he put him over. I think that they have great chemistry together. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the goofy, uh, you know, stoner esque uh, wrestler with the very uh, you know, mentally hardcore wrestling legend killer. He's got you know, you know, the viper, you know, the snake in him, and it's just two, two, two total opposite personalities that when they clash together, the, it it just makes for good uh chemistry. I think and. The in-ring wrestling seemed very, very good. 
Uh, I hope the feud continues. I also, you know, with the whole RK bro thing, I think that's such a great gimmick already. Um, I could see that possibly being a tag team in the future or something like that. It would be awesome. Yeah, I think I think I think it would make for a great entertaining tag team, uh, whether they team up or they go against each other. Uh, either way, uh, thank you WWE for making my uh, you know dream come true on that night in terms of like hoping that he was going to win because I kind of felt it too when 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 they pit him up against them. I said you know they could be setting up for a big upset here. You know when I was thinking about it. Uh, but like you, Jared, and I'm sure Adam too, I was not thinking that they were going to give him the uh, win there, but very happy they did. You guys all know who listen. Uh, we are big Riddle fans here, so uh, kudos to WWE. Both both of you covered pretty much what I wanted to say. Orton certainly is a consummate professional. And what I also enjoyed about the promo that he cut before the match was that he did the whole heel thing where he pretends to not know who Riddle is, even though they're working in the same company and they were just on the Mania card. So obviously he knows that he was the U.S. champion, but he's like, (laughs) who's this guy? Like, I don't even know his name. And the RK bro name makes me think, as Matt, you just said, that they will end up forming as a tag team, which would would be interesting because it sort of plays off of in Orton as the serious guy, Riddle as the comedic guy, and that ad, that's where the, the, the chemistry lies is in that dynamic. Yeah. I wonder – It's like the rock and mankind almost, you know? Right. Um, or, you know, Angle angle with uh, with Stone Cold, you know, yeah. Jimmy Crackhorn and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but what I but the only thing I would I would note is that I I don't think it's going to diminish from Orton's uh, legacy here. But I what I just what I wonder is so okay th- they're going to be great together as a unit because they have this this you know chemist comedic chemistry. But who do they go up against? Where what are the where are the storylines like? That's what I'm going to be interested in seeing how they play this out because okay they're going to be together. But who do they face? Spe- speaking you know you know what's funny Adam speaking of that. And none of us have brought it up in, I guess, the couple weeks since WrestleMania. Where the hell is AJ Styles and Amos? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, as we probably will get into later, I mean, Edge has not been on TV since that that match. Okay, um, don't, don't even get me started with that. That pisses me <laughs> off so much. Um, yeah, you never know. There could be personal issues. I mean, we might get into this later, but with Charlotte, fans probably know that um, you know. She, the reason she was suspended, kind of the backstory behind all that. Again, we'll get into the details of this later. Is that she's having some makeover work done? Um, apparently, this is not the first time, but there are backstage, behind the scenes issues that factor into why talent is on or off camera. Hmm. Uh, obviously. Um, so speaking of Charlotte, now let's talk about uh, the triple threat match that's developing. I guess maybe for the next pay per view or the one after that. Um, Oscar versus Ripley versus Charlotte. Um, yes, I can't wait. I hope that y- happens. Y- yeah, I mean, the angle with these three, whether it's one interrupting the other, and I'm not going to get into you know Rhea, you know, costing Charlotte the match or you know whatever. So every week they're all you know you know doing something to help to hurt somebody else and and so on and so forth. But um, just I just want to talk about the fact how these three are megastars in wrestling now and. This is as big as a women's match, you know, basically gets. Listen, I know, I know we're going to see Bailey versus uh, Bianca Belair, which is another huge match. And, you know, we've seen Banks and Belair and Rousey and Charlotte and, and everybody. But I'm telling you, know, as far as the next pay per view goes, if these three fight in a triple threat and Bailey and Belair fight, um, which is supposedly going to happen, um, I'll, I'll tell you. WWE just flexing their muscles. It's like oh, yeah. that big. It's like the you know. It's like basically the Rock just looking in the mirror and flexing those his muscles. I mean, every company aspires to have a division like this, and not to mention, I don't know when she does plan to come back. But if you get Lynch in the mix, then you got yourself a fatal four way. Well, I've seen pictures of her training, Adam. I mean, it's just crazy. The list goes on and on and on for people who in this division that you know don't even see the light of day that could be stars anywhere else. I mean. It's just absolutely crazy how the, how they developed this division. The one thing, the one thing I so just real quick on the context I brought up with Charlotte. Um, again, this may factor into we got backlash coming up May sixteenth. WrestleMania backlash. WrestleMania backlash is, is the next pay per view. I like the fact that they're calling it that because they're tying the storylines and the whole yeah, it is uh, cool. program to 
the biggest, the grandest stage of them all, right. which is really neat. Um, but with with Charlotte, I don't know how long the suspension will be. Again, that's the storyline. Behind the scenes, there are these issues. And for those of you that are Wrestling Observer subscribers or follow Dave Meltzer, uh, he got into a little spat so on social media with Charlotte over this whole situation because, again, this is not the first time she's had makeover work done. She's had plastic surgery. She has kind of changed her appearance multiple times in recent years. And apparently, you know, he was like prying into the, you know, discerning what she's going to, what she's going for. I think she's going for dental work and something else. It's like, why do we care really? But it kind of, it, it got into this whole conversation and debate over issues of being self-conscious and women's image uh, of themselves in professional wrestling. So I don't know when they have her to, pl- it's not an immediate return, but there, when it does happen, they're going to build for it. Um, the only other thing I would say, and you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, Jared Ripley getting involved in in the outcome of that match between Oscar and Charlotte. Why I think that's interesting, it's a small note, but again, we've talked about many times on this program the distinction between heels and faces. And what I find really fascinating is you've got Ripley, who's this you know metal rocker chick. You know, she's been given the push now. She's the fan favorite. She's the champ. And here she uh, intervenes in the match. It's not often that you see a face do what are essentially heel behaviors. So that's I think it's interesting that they're kind of playing it that way. Absolutely, absolutely. She's a little bit in the middle. Not not a heel, not a face. You know what I mean? Yep. And again, it's probably. I mean, part of it is that metal. You know what's her song is brutality. So yeah, yeah she definitely does uh, rock out. Uh, you know when she comes out to the ring for sure. So uh, Drew McIntyre and Strowman defaced uh, T-Bar and Mace. So now we see that they're uh, Dominic Dijakovic and uh, Dio Madden, which we already knew. Um, I love seeing them, you know, destroy these two guys and, you know, beat the crap out of them with the mask and finally take the mass off these guys, and hopefully, you know, especially Dijakovic. He he was very, very good in in NXT, good on the mic, good in ring, and I just hope they scrap this whole T-Bar nonsense and, you know, give give him a proper run that he deserves. Uh, I know he did great work with... with, uh, I'm thinking his name is Punishment Martinez, uh... Oh, Damien, Damien, Damien Priest. Priest. Yeah. See, look, see, look at that, Matt. You have, you have that name stuck in my head. So uh, I think, I think Dijakovic definitely deserves the, uh, you know, a run as uh, with that character. What do you, what do you think overall about, um, so, I mean, they're not, they're no longer retribution, but, uh, like, what do you think of these two guys together? Because we've talked about how we thought Retribution was ridiculous, but... Yeah, it was ridiculous, yeah. and I see that they were trying to, you know, do something with Ali or whatever, but uh, I think these two might might be helping out Lashley or, in the you know, find themselves in the Hurt business. I mean, I know we, talk, we talked about this already, but uh, they should never broke the Hurt business up. Exactly. It, was a good, it was a good thing going, and now we see the route that Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander are going getting whopped by the Viking Raiders every week now. Um, It's. And I gotta say, I gotta say what I love about MVP. He's got great facials in pro wrestling. Like the week prior when, when, when uh, T-Bar and Mace first came out to attack McIntyre, you know, MVP had this look like, are they working for me? Are they not working for me? Right. It's still kind of up in the air. It's iffy. And that, that kind of builds suspense and engagement from the fan base. And you know something, Adam? You're totally right. Uh, sort of like the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. I say if you go see him, you got to be up front and close to see all the mannerisms because that makes the jokes even funnier. Um, and as someone who did, yeah, I could – I You, you I know, agree. so, so uh, MVP definitely sells it, like Adam said, and he's perfect. He's the perfect mouthpiece for Lashley, and maybe he can help these two, uh, you know, T-Bar and Mace uh, – you know, get back on track like like he did uh, Benjamin and, and Alexander. So, uh, so yeah. And then, and then, you know, so Strowman comes in to help to help McIntyre out. McIntyre, of course, is still number one contender. So, um, you know, maybe that leads to potentially them working together at some point. Uh, I don't know if that means that there's. Or is like that Strowman just keeping his eye on the uh, on the heavyweight title? Right. So he's still in the mix. That's right. Um. Just just one more thing on Raw. Uh, Alexa Bliss and that little doll Lily. Yep. Uh, 
she stated she stated that this doll Lily's been with her her whole life, and that Lily, <laughs> Lily is the reason that she does bad things. So Lily's like the devil on her shoulder, essentially. Um, and that she basically said Lily never liked the fiend, and I guess that somewhat explains why she turned on him. Essentially, um, we really haven't seen the so. I got to give WWE credit here. Uh, the fact that they've hit a home run with this storyline and they're continuing on with it, um, it's going to be a slowly slowly developed storyline also, like any Fiend storyline. Um, so I'm loving this. I, I think I think it's... I think it's some good stuff, but, you know, Alexa Bliss is amazing in this role. Obviously, Bray is one of a kind in this role as the Fiend. And... I just don't. I think she'll be a thorn in his side for a little bit, which we've never seen the Fiend really have. I just have one one question for you, Jared, about this, yeah. which is, and it's not only on Raw because when we, as we'll note when we get into SmackDown, a lot of the vignettes or the, the promos are done in this kind of side ring that's outside of the arena. It, it's or a three side. It's a three sided ring with an open yeah. end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's something they've, I guess, they've been doing recently. Yeah, I, I don't know how long, but um, it just makes bit. me makes me wonder. So you know, with 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 Bray as the fiend, the Firefly Funhouse has always been this vignette off, you know, outside of the arena, of course, because uh, it's a vignette. But with something like what Bliss is doing with Lily, I wonder if it would have even more appeal if they did it in the ring. Um. So I think it is in that ring, that side ring. Okay. Because I, no, I, so I'm just going to give uh, – the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm going to give you devil's advocate and your w- position. You're welcome to shoot me down on this. If I'm someone that's critical of this whole program, what I would say is this is ridiculous. You've got a girl who's just kind of you know swinging in in a ring where no one else is around and just basically talking to herself. But it but but it's worked already for for you know months that she's. It, it just gives her that creepy you know fiend type of uh, way about her, you know, and I just think it's another. How, how I would explain it to your question or answer your question um, is that it's just another creepy layer to her. And if you're just tuning in and not liking it, it's you got to understand the whole storyline and you got to watch week in and week out, like how her character was developed. And I, I think you would fall right in line, like any questioning Mark really has. And I just think, like I said before, she'll be a thorn in his side, which we've never really seen before. He seamlessly walks over people um, in any match he's really had, aside from the Rollins match and maybe losing to Goldberg, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the Alexa Bliss character goes, I think we're going to absolutely see her have like a fiend-like mask eventually. And I think she might be, for a little bit, bigger and badder than the Fiend. And I, I hope they continue to hit home runs with her character and his character. Don't mess with Lily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't mess with Lily. Yeah, she She's has a nice a, little bite at the end. That's an evil bitch. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to SmackDown, um, I just want to say this about you know the tag match that basically opened the show. Um, you know, Uso and Daniel Bryan versus Rollins and uh, no, 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 uh, Uso, Rollins Uso, Uso, Uso versus Cesaro yeah, yeah. and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, a five-star match, in my opinion. You know, four guys who could really throw down in the ring and who are great in-ring uh, wrestlers. So definitely uh, a rare spot for WWE to have a great five-star match on one of their, uh, you know, weekly shows. So definitely thought that was cool. Um, not to mention, let's take a step back for a second, Jared. Not to mention the promo work done leading up to that match. To da- show. Yeah, Daniel Bryan cut a great promo. As did Reigns, you know, calling them losers and distinguishing the types of losers they are. That was such a heel. That's heel business right there. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan sitting on the turnbuckle cutting the promo that he did. And I'm not going to give you a line-by-line description of it. You definitely need to see it. Uh, I've said many a times leading up to Mania, Daniel Bryan's doing the best work of his career on the mic definitely right now. And we're actually going to see next week uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Roman for the title. Now, Adam and Matt, here's my question to you guys. Is there any chance Cesaro turns on Daniel Bryan being jealous that he didn't get the title shot? But it's too soon. I mean, they just work like it's just within a week. I mean, usually, especially with WWE, they build things out over a longer time frame. 
Yeah, I, I definitely understand, but I think Cesaro is gonna is getting a little fed up, or you know, that he can't get the title shot. Deservedly so, and I think the way that SmackDown ended with Reigns coming out and saying, you know, and it, again, because you got to everything is so you got to be very careful because it, when you watch, especially WWE and especially Reigns recently, because the words are so cryptic. You know, when he said he was going to stack them and shut them down, that's now his shirt because he did right. that at Mania. And when he says to you know, when he says to Cesaro, "I'm not granting your challenge." Daniel Bryan, I'm going to give you one last shot, but if you don't, if you don't win, I never want to see you again. Hmm. To me, that that hints at is is this basically the end for Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's coming to a head also in regards to having him in this uh, main hard light. Or, or is Edge going to uh, you know interfere in this match because he doesn't want Daniel Bryan to win the title? That's right. Maybe that's why he's been off TV. Hmm. Good prediction. Yeah, listen, I, it's just uh, my years and years of experience as a mark just coming up with, you know, crazy ideas in my nah. head, that's all. And I'm sure that's how they, you know, do things, WWE and AEW and New Japan and Ring of Honor. They they sit at a board table and they, you know, in yeah. a boardroom and they throw and they throw ideas off the walls, you know, so. Yeah. And Vince says, oh, that's a good one. Or, you know, Tony Khan says, that's a good one, whatever it is. So, um, I don't know. I definitely, obviously, Edge isn't gone. You know what I mean? He... He's not going to disappear after all this. So well, uh, there is somebody who came back that I want to talk about, and it's my man, Alistair Black, baby. Yeah, uh, Alistair yeah. Black, uh, the Dragon Tales. Yeah, I'm yeah. very, I'm very, I've been a huge Alistair Black fan since uh, the NXT days. Um, you know, huge, huge fan of his uh, in ring style. I love his character. I love the uh, Code Orange uh, music that he comes out to. A big fan of that band. Uh, also one of my and favorite and entrances, Dutch, right? Yes, he is only um, a bloody Dutchman. <laughs> one of my, uh, favorite entrances of most recent time is actually Alistair Black coming out with code orange in the back playing live. It was some of the sickest, uh, entrances I've ever seen, but, uh, yeah, very pumped to see Alistair Black coming back here. I think it's going to add an amazing layer to, uh, uh, this, uh, program. So welcome back, baby. Yeah, definitely. He's he's awesome in the ring. He definitely had a huge push to start his career and then kind of lost a little luster a little bit. Uh, hopefully, they'll get it right on SmackDown with him now. Yes, absolutely. Maybe he could take Commander Aziz out. That would be awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, let me tell you something. I they That makes Apollo's character a little better. I'm not a fan of Apollo, but uh, I do like the Commander Aziz part. and That staff that he's holding, that thing is massive. Massive. <laughs> that, Absolutely. Thing got, that thing got over. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Apollo's character is not. It, it's hard. It, it's just hard to, uh, you know, like for me. But I definitely like it with this guy uh, Commander Aziz. Um. I don't know how long he's going to hold the title for, but uh, I hope Kevin Owens is the one to dethrone him. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Owens going that up against cool. him at. Uh, is it next week or is it actually? No, it's at Backlash, right? Yeah, backlash. So you know what's funny about Apollo when he won the U.S. title, his first defense was against Kevin Owens. Also, so funny that they're you know going back to uh, the well, the well again. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I really wanted to uh, talk about. Essentially, on uh, right, cool on SmackDown, there wasn't uh, too much else of uh, yeah. I, I wasn't really too enthralled with uh, much of the rest of the program. Maybe the either. only other thing, since you touched on it, just real quick, is uh, Bailey now challenging the EST of WWE Bianca Belair. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's another going to be another great women's match. I spoke about it a little before. Uh, Bailey's one of the best of all time, and Bianca Belair is a great athlete in the ring and just starting her title run. Uh, I assume it's going to be a somewhat of a lengthy one, and I. I I can't wait to see her and Bailey, you know, uh, mix it up the next few weeks. Uh, and I love the way Bailey cuts promos. She really is one of the best to ever do it. Absolutely. And uh, let's uh, bring us all into the other weekly promotion that we like to watch. AW <laughs> Zanamat, baby. And, uh, you know, uh, this uh, pay per view. Uh, this pay per view. I'm sorry. This. Uh, Thank God it wasn't yeah. a pay per view. This um would have been episode, five hours long. Yeah, five, and I would have been throwing things through the fucking wall. It was um, so bad. 
Well, I, I, I do have to just say, not that I want to skip all the way to the end, but if I want to defend the episode, I'm going to go right to uh, Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy really fast, just because uh, it was, uh, I thought, an amazing match. Um, it was it was his best match. It was his best match as the champion. It was that I thought I thought it was one of the best matches I've seen on on Dynamite actually. And if uh, they had any, if they had any balls, they would have strapped up Jungle Boy the I, other night. Well, I already, think. I mean, about fucking time. Yeah, I think that uh, Jungle Boy. It just shows, uh, you know, like when he, he had the max with uh, he had the match with Dax from, uh, you know. Yes, yes, that FDR. was like his coming out party. And and but it but it just goes to show you that when he is in the ring, Jungle Boy, it, it he makes the match. Like what it is, 100%. yeah, yeah. Darby 100%. Allen, he's very, you know, he's very entertaining. But like, just Jungle Boy is an amazing fucking wrestler. Yeah, he, he's so an amazing I mean, in ring wrestler. Worth, Sting came out and tweeted, or uh, that, or commented rather, that this was one of the best matches, not only in AW but that he's ever seen. Which yeah. I don't know if we can go that far, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and maybe going to a point that Jared's made in the past is. They probably need one or two more belts because just like you've got the U.S. and the Intercontinental and WWE, I think if you had an additional belt, you could you could have Darby belted up with the TV champ championship and uh, Jungle Boy with something else. Although the fact that it's a TV championship, it's like who's the guy that's over? Who's the the guy that the fan base loves? So maybe they are, you know, smart by keeping it to one title with in, in this domain. I hope that Jungle Boy gets it soon. Well, I'll tell you this: the, the the next set of titles that come has to be a three man tag with all the uh, with all the uh, groups they have factions. So yeah, I definitely agree there. Which they promised and have not delivered yet. So well, of course, just like how but, the rankings were supposed to matter and they don't. Um, and I, I know I texted you guys this, or I texted Matt this the other day. Um, so aside from this match we just spoke about, um, I got a big problem with with AEW at this point. Um. I'm watching Billy Gunn here versus uh, QT Marshall. Um, oh, I skipped that the- match. Yeah, l- listen <laughs> to me. But you have two hours a week on on TNT, and this is what you're putting on there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, and then I'm watching Christian Cage versus uh, what the fuck? Oh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is so fucking bad that. You know, you're they're they're slowly losing me, and your one good match a week isn't going to save me. You know, the the thirty minutes isn't going to save me from an, an, another hour and a half of fucking torture. Well, it is for Matt because he got to watch Ty Conti. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, I I love when she wrestles, but uh, you, like either way, I just I just love her as a wrestler. She's an amazing wrestler. She's a great personality. I think she will have the strap one day. Was uh, unfortunate to see the outcome as, but I think Adam and I both alluded to when we were watching it that. Uh, the TV show was not going to be the time for Ty Conti to take the then, off Sheeta. But with Jared, Jared, well, you said you're absolutely right because they've got Dark Elevation and they've got AW Dark on Tuesday nights. Right. So you got so, two shows back to back Monday and Tuesday. That match should have been on one of those two shows. Absolutely. And also, yeah, um, now you, you got Penta, who's one of the best wrestlers in the world, um, versus Trent. I mean, come on already. Like, you go from fighting Cody a few weeks ago now to fighting Trent. Like, it, it just yeah. – it, it, it makes no sense. And that's – at least, like, WWE has, like, a storyline and, like, you know, whatever and so forth. This is just, like, like a, a mishmash of shit. <laughs> Do you we, know, I, yeah. and every week – every week it just seems like for, for Darby, like, they just pick a fucking winner out of their ass. Like, a winner – a challenger out of their ass. Yeah, I mean – It goes from Matt Hardy to uh, – you know, to Jungle Boy, like where does this shit come from? Where does it come well, from? Well, but this one, but this one, you could see more. I mean, it was more legitimate, and as and as you know, the proof is in the pudding, they they had a really good match. So no, I, I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying, where is this coming from? Yeah, I yeah, I guess it's like it, it's like there's no build up to who he it's, fights it's, every it's week. It's Tony Khan doing his best Herb Abrams impression, being on cocaine and just picking out of a hat every week. That that's really a guy you should look. I mean, that, that, that's who you model yourself after. <laughs> the UWF. Yep. The, <laughs> that's where they're going they're going into the ground oh god i mean listen and 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 for adam listen qu- fellow marks out there let me tell you i've 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 watched with adam and matt since day one and for adam to say that they are going into the ground this guy loved aew like it, it, he was only aew and i can't like 
I can't like say enough how much Adam like, and he and he still loves it, and he still enjoys watching it and hang and watching with us and so on and so forth. Well, let but- me clarify. Let me clarify. Basically, my position has evolved to the point where, and I think I've I've told you guys offline. I've certainly mentioned it on this program. Right. Uh, AW is kind of the conduit for me getting back into wrestling with All In back in 2018 before AW right. was even a promotion, and once hooked. I was one of those fans that didn't turn it off because I recognize that it's shit a lot of the time. But one one angle of it is the hope that we all have as wrestling fans that they at one point figure it out, which which is the same feeling I had 10, 10 11 years ago with, with TNA. But the other the other side of it is, as I said earlier in the in the show, more wrestling, not less, is better. Even if it's shit, like we're in a pandemic year or years now, and just having something to watch and being able to watch it together and critique, talk about it, it's just, it's gotten me back into the industry overall. I uh, I definitely and totally agree. I definitely agree with you. In other words, you need you need shit to be able to identify what's good. So let them keep doing what they're doing, so that you could keep enjoying what you enjoy. And I definitely agree. The more wrestling, the better. One other match, just real quick. I don't know if we we don't need to go into detail, but given that we shit on the entire show pretty much, what what did you guys think about the uh, Hangman um, uh, Ricky Starks match? I thought, I thought it was a, an entertaining match. I'm glad Starks finally got uh, a a you know a match on on TV rather than Elevation or Dark. Uh, I've I used to hate Ricky Starks. I used to think he was a, a loser and a nobody, but. Uh, as Matt knows, I, I have come to like him, and as you guys know, once I usually set my heart on something good or bad, it, I, there's no way for me to turn it around. But Starks has definitely captured my uh, captured my attention, and he definitely has a lot of potential, and he should be fighting guys like Hangman Page every week. Yeah, I think Ricky Starks is an amazing, uh, you know, character in terms of the gimmicks that uh, surrounds him. He's a great promo guy. Uh, he seems polished in that aspect. Uh, his in-ring work is really good, so I'm I'm hoping that they uh, continue to give him a little bit of a push. Um, you know, as and watch we'll out discuss- for Taz's son. You know, ta- ta- Team Taz comes out. You know, Taz cuts the promo. They attack the ring. Dark Order comes out to make the save. But uh, Hook, you know, Taz's son. If he gets a little more build, I mean, he's still young, but I think he could be something. Just like you know, at, the way he walked out, that would that would be his gimmick for me. Just have him come out with the wife beater. He's like that. <laughs> Guido guy from New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a badass. I will say this: Taz has definitely had a positive uh, impact on all on all these guys for sure. Absolutely. And in terms of a positive impact, we hope that we have a positive impact on you all. In terms of when you listen to our show, remember you can hit us up on Twitter at the Questionin Eleven, the Q U E S T I O N I N Eleven, or email us at thequestioningmarks at gmail our uh, information is always in the description of our show, so hit us up. Uh, interact with us on Twitter through email, and uh, we'd like to bring up some of your uh, aspects onto the show as well. So for the question remarks, Jared? Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening this week. I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. I hope those of you who are going to be watching uh, Impact Rebellion tonight, hope you enjoy. Hope we get a great main event. And uh, we will be coming at you uh, with another pick of the week tomorrow by me, which will be a surprise. Um, we'll, and we will uh, we will see you guys tomorrow for pick of the week. Uh, have a great wrestling week, everybody. And we will see you next week. Peace. Peace out.